Welcome back, everybody, to Honest Questions. I'm your host, John. And I'm Virginia. So this week's topic is going to be tough for us because you and I are damn near perfect people with no flaws to speak of. So I just want to prepare everyone for the fact that this is going to be tough for us to tackle, but I I think we're up to the challenge. So today's topic is going to be um, pet peeves. Pet peeves. Pet peeves, peeves, Mm. yes. So we have a number of questions that are going to be focused on pet peeves. So the first question we are going to, I'm going to pose to you is, okay. Okay. I'm going to set this up for you. Set the stage. All right. I have died. Okay. A truly tragic death, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have mourned so long and so hard for me. Just a more than respectable amount of time. How much time would that be? I mean, at least six to eight months. <laughs> that seems pretty light. I mean, I would no. have thought like yeah. a year. A year. A yeah. year. Yes. You shrouded so in black. So it's been a year and now I'm over it. Yes. You've, <laughs> you've been shrouded in black the entire time, taking a vow of celibacy. I mean, you have like gone all wow. in in your grief, right? Oh, that was very sad. And now you've decided that like, okay, that's enough. I okay. may, I'm still a young, vital person. She's dead. She's. I'm dead. I can't. I can't do anything for you. I'm dead. Right. It's fine. Um, and you find yourself back on the dating market. Oh God. Okay. So that's the setup. Okay. Put your get your mind right. You yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. First date or very early on dating someone. Deal breaker. What's something you just can't? And okay. And by deal breaker, I do mean pet peeve because not we're not talking about, um, like. The person has drastically different ideals than you. They're racist, misogynist, xenophobic, you know, all the big things. <laughs> they should be deal breakers for <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Those aren't um those aren't pet peeves. Right. And those are those are obvious deal breakers, right? Right, right. I'm talking you're sitting down to dinner, you're going to a movie, you're going on a date with this person, and they do this one thing or say something or do something and you think yeah no this can't this is this can't happen well without jumping back into the definition it doesn't matter for pet peeves if it's a reasonable pet peeve like is it something that has to be reasonable or unreasonable like you know i I, these little quirks bother me but it's not really a reasonable thing to be bothered about i think it's personal to you because it can be not um it, yeah, it can be completely unreasonable because I I do think they're the common pet peeves, and then they're ones that are just particular to you. They're your right. pet peeves. Well, I, you know, to be clear, I have not dated since the advent of the smartphone. Really? Uh, no, you and I met. Do we have flip phones? Though? We had like oh flip my phones. Gosh, yeah, we did. I think you had a BlackBerry, which was like cutting no, edge. No, BlackBerry came later. I had a. Um, was a, a phone. sidekick or something? It was like a sidekick. It was it folded out. I don't know if it was Nokia or what, but it kind of folded open. Yeah. And had it like had a, a little... It did have a little keyboard. Yeah. So you haven't dated in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the normal conventions are still in place. I mean, minus COVID. We'll take right. that out of Let's the equation. Let's pretend like COVID is not happening because, obviously, you're probably not going out to a restaurant or getting real close and personal with strangers yeah. right now. But but let's say. I think a red flag for me is, you know, I think inevitably if you're dating, um, usually the person that you're going out with, I'm assuming here, has probably been in a relationship previously, mm-hmm. has probably broken up with well, you know, our whoever. Age, certainly. Yeah. Holy moly. But, yeah, I think the thing for me and that definitely raises red flags is when – you have the person that you're going on a first date with, for example, and they talk really poorly about their ex, mm-hmm. like right out of the, the gate, right, right out of the chute. Like first, the appetizers come and they're like, "Yeah, let me tell you about oh, my last scallops. relationship. My last boyfriend hated scallops and he was an asshole and this, that, and the other. Besides the fact that it makes you super uncomfortable, it makes you wonder like, boy... They have no problem just bad-mouthing this person. Not to say we don't, you know, bad-mouth our exes around mm-hmm. our friends or we, you know, say things. But, you know, that's sort of in confidence. But at this point, you're just two strangers sitting across from each other. And then I start wondering, you know, wow. Right. 
even if it's justified, even if the let's say your last significant other was just a jerkwad. Yeah, but it's a bummer. Right. And also to bring that out right out the gate. I mean, I could maybe see the other side of that too. It's like if you're entering into a new relationship, maybe if you're on that side of things, you you want to make clear what you don't like about someone. Yeah. yeah. But I I think doing it like that where you're where it sounds oh, like you're a, complaining yeah, it's about a put off, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not Right. That's not a pleasant conversation. Yeah, I would agree. Or if they're just bad mouthing or or like gossiping about all yeah. sorts of people in their lives or sp- spilling the tea about everyone. Yeah. That yeah, that could be tough. And in the same vein, something I just thought about as I'm saying that is and this is from two people sitting across from each other right now that have been in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Is someone that's shitty to waiters? That is actually mine. Is that yours? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that to me is, that's a deal breaker. That for me is the, was mine, is that I can't, I feel like it says one of two things about you. If you are rude to service people, service industry people, customer service folks, anyone who is, you know, like helping you at a store or whatever mm-hmm. tells me one of two things, especially for a wait staff. Either you have never worked as a waiter or worked in the service industry, which in and of itself is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Some people didn't, you but know. But also with that, you lack basic human empathy to yeah. view people as yeah. humans. Or the f- second option is, you have held jobs like that, and you think that that somehow entitles you to be like the gatekeeper of what is good service, or you have earned the right to be shitty to wait staff. Yeah, both of which make me not like you, right? Like I think, I think at this point in my life, if I went out with somebody and they were rude to wait staff, that would be, I would leave. I would really? just be like, I'm done. Yeah. I would pay my part of the bill and leave because I just cannot wrap my head around that. I agree. And this comes from two people who have tipped more <laughs> after bad service because we feel bad yes. about the experience. So we ended up tipping them more. Well, because everyone has a bad night. Oh, I, yeah. And I think there's a big difference between like maybe service not rising to your expectations and someone being a bad person. Oh, but I, I also I fully recognize that that is the way. I mean, these are we are two people who've worked, bartended, waited, waits, tables, waited tables, front of the house, back of the house. Right. I mean, we worked every pretty much every job there is. Job, yeah. Yes, bus table, all of it. Mm. So knowing that people have to make their livelihood, you know, people who wait tables typically aren't making a paycheck because mm-hmm. you get paid two dollars. I don't know what the rate is now, but when we were doing it, it was like oh, two dollars. can't be good and thirteen cents an hour. By the time they take your taxes out, your paychecks are typically zero dollars. Yeah. So you are like beholden to the people who you're waiting on. I can't. I and I mine goes so far as it's not even outwardly rudeness. It's if you're not willing to make eye contact with someone, if you don't acknowledge them when they come up to the table, if you annoy like you see somebody's clearly busy and you need have the need to tell jokes to them or interact with them somehow for them to like entertain you oh no no yeah i agree if you're out there listening people no but honestly i think the people that do that don't get it and i don't think there's any conversation that you can have that can change that mindset of well why am i going to tip them if the service was was x yeah and i just i'm never going to share that mindset with you Mm mm-hmm you know, these people, and we've done it. I mean, you're busting your ass. Some nights are bad nights. Yeah. You're relying on the kitchen. You're relying on front of house. You're relying yeah. on... There's so many variables. A lot of things that are out of your control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a tough job. It's one of the toughest jobs. Yeah. Um, certainly that I've ever had. And I was not a good waiter. I was not a good bartender. Um, I was not even good at bussing tables, honestly. I wasn't good at any of it. <laughs> you just kept doing it, just kept sticking around. Yeah, but you know, and 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 you would, you would get just a range of tips, and sometimes you just really, you had, you would have no idea, mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. But I agree with you. And for me, that is a that's a huge deal breaker. But I think that almost goes in the same same vein as is what I was saying, like just the negativity thing, and you know, I mean, you don't want to go on a first date and have that vibe. Yeah. It's, it, 
I think you know right away, like, yeah, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, I feel like if I am embarrassed by your behavior, then <laughs> yeah. that's we're just well, that's not a good jumping off point. No. And I don't mean embarrassed as in you like dress a certain way or what. Like I, I give people a lot of leeway to be who they're going to be, and but if I am like down in my soul, ashamed to be with you because you're so abhorrent. Yeah. To people around you. Yeah, you're you. dismissive. Right. Or like you said, you don't make eye contact. I can't. Yeah. I can't. It, the thought of it actually makes me angry right now. Ooh. And <laughs> yeah, there's no coming back from that. There's none. Yeah. The worst th- thing, I think, not, not about dating somebody, but I'm sure you've been in a position where you, someone ha- is, take, is treating you, it's taking you out. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a boss, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a friend. And they're crappy to the wait staff, and they're the ones paying. Mm-hmm. And you have to now figure out a way to tip this server without a, like insulting the person that you're with. Like that's oh, a yeah. whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and here's you know you and I have both worked in the service industry, but I definitely came from a family of bad tippers, at least for a <laughs> oh, long time. Yes. Yes, you. You did. know, my dad, great guy. I mean, super nice, super friendly, um, horrible tipper. Until we told him sort of what the rules were. And I remember when I was a kid, I still remember this vividly. We went to a restaurant. It was a Chinese restaurant. And we had a big meal. Um, I remember the check came. My dad paid for it. The guy came back and said something. The waiter. And my dad was like, I'm sorry, what? And so my mom's like, nothing, I'll tell you when we get outside. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we're walking out, and my brother decides to tell my dad what he said. The waiter was like, you insulted me with your tip. And my dad got just, you know, upset. Face mm-hmm. was red. And he's like, you know, and they end up getting to a bit of a verbal uh, altercation. But after that, we talked to him about sort of tipping and 20% minimum. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud to say that he adhered to that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's only fair if you're going to go out and use people's services, mm-hmm. then you should tip. I agree, but I, t- I we still checked every time. Um, yeah, when we went out, and he would uh, he would treat you got to check, make sure, leave a couple <laughs> extra bucks behind. Yeah, bring some cash. Yes, slip it in because you know yes. the people you go out with that are horrible tippers. Yes, bring extra money. Yeah, I, you know, my rule is always tip early, tip often. Tip like when we used to go out and drink, go out to bars, go out and I'm always you know, people would wonder why I always got really good service. Like I would walk up to a very crowded bar and I would usually get drinks first. I would usually get um, service first, and and it was and it didn't matter if what what gender the the bartender was or yeah. their, who they were, but it's usually because when I came in, I would. Make it be known that I, that yep. I'm going to take care of them, and so that makes people want to take care of you. And I can say it was not just because you were a pretty girl. <laughs> I tr- I've tried your your trick, which is when you get there and you're at a bar and you get a drink, tip heavy the first time, mm-hmm. and I mean heavy, and that way they're going to remember you because yeah. you remember when someone tips you well. Yeah, and if you have a sea of faces, right, who just all want something from you, mm-hmm. and you know a person walks up who's polite, I'm always polite. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Um, and I always just take care of people because I think if I'm going to be out here, and I feel this way about every every situation that requires tipping too. So mm-hmm. don't. it's not just wait staff. It's any situation where tipping is a, um, a custom here in the U.S. for, then I think you, you take care of those people because that is a large part of their livelihood. And if you're going to take part in their services, then you should uphold your end of the deal. So, yeah. I agree. And it sounds like our first date would would be a good one. Mm-hmm. We'd be off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. I would not bash. I can't even remember most of my exes, so that's Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's always helpful. <laughs> like, who is that? Well, I wouldn't bash you. I mean, in this scenario, you're you Oh, you, I'm you've dead. Passed. Yeah. I mean, if you're bashing your dead wife. <laughs> that might be I a hope, red flag. I hope that person leaves. <laughs> They're oh, like, I agree. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And they just leave. Yeah. So... My next question is, then you're going to have to dig deep for this. All right, I'll dig. <laughs> what is something that you do 
that you know is a pet peeve for other people, or probably is, but you have no intention of stopping doing that thing anytime in the future. Oh, boy. I mean... I know, you're, per- you're damn near perfect. It's- no, well, <laughs> far from it. But there's certainly things I do, and it's not that I'm going to not intentionally do them because I'm, you know, being a jerk. But there's just some things I've learned that I'm just not good at and I'm probably going to be horrible with for the remainder of my days on earth. And it's definitely meeting new people for the first time. And then the second time I see them, I have no idea what their name is. (laughs) And I typically try to like avoid the situation so I don't have to say hi again. And do you think you remember them? Like, do you remember you? I guess you recognize that you recognize them. But you just don't, you have no context well, for the, it. Well, then I start thinking, like, well, do they remember me? And then you get into that social anxiety thing. Because, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good at parties. Mm-hmm. I'm good at gatherings. But, you know, I'm an introvert, I think, right. by, by, by nature. nature. Yeah. So it's this idea of, well, do they remember me? Do I go up and say, hey, Mark? And they go, who, who are you? And do you and, set yourself up for that? Right. So I'm just not going to engage. You're going to have to engage me the, the second time. So you're you're happen. saying the pet peeve would be on the other person's end. The like, perception of. Of you being like aloof. Aloof basically. and maybe cold. And I think I've gotten that yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of introverts can relate to that because I'm the same way. I overthink everything. And then I'll get to the point where I'm like, maybe their name's not Mark. Maybe it's Mike. Oh, yeah, maybe it's Mike. I don't know. Now I don't want to use their name. And now I'll find myself in a situation talking to them. And in my head, I'm like, it's just a dr- it's just like drivel happening mm-hmm. in my brain. I'm, nothing is registering. I'm just nodding my head and thinking of an exit strategy. And I think that's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess those are things that I do. Um, I mean, in a lot of those things, that same sort of vein that I do. Avoidance. Avoidance. Of those things. Yeah. yeah social anxiety stuff. Um, I, I mean, the older I get, because I, I also live with a tremendous amount of social anxiety and just anxiety in general, I I give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt, probably to a fault. Probably, I'm probably doing that for people who are legit, like, jerk people. But I tend to just say, well, that's, you know, that's how so-and-so is. Like, I, I don't know. I could choose to be annoyed by that or I could just be like you know what like I know if I see John I have to go over and say hi if I want to speak and otherwise be okay with the fact that he's over there skulking in a corner somewhere (laughs) (laughs) so if you know if I did that you would have no preconceived notion of me being snotty or uh aloof or I try really hard not to now. I yeah. can't say I've always been like that, but I try really hard now to give people a really wide berth, especially around social things, especially around how they act or react in a situation. I mean, I have friends who are dear that I love who are outwardly not the warmest people. And I I know that it's not because they're, they don't love me or they're not warm or friendly or genuine people it's just that is their outer shell that comes out and i you got to choose to like people despite that kind of stuff or take them as they are exactly yeah Yeah. i mean there obviously there are lines oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah personality quirks shouldn't be one of them you know agreed well same question to you so mine is um this is gonna this is gonna sound familiar to you I'll give you a little, start with a little backstory, okay? <laughs> My husband, John, is, loves movies, loves them. And pre-pandemic, he was at the movies, I would say conservatively, two or three times a week, right? Like, you are a movie buff. Yeah, you, and, and to some context, this would be, you know, I had the Regal Pass, Unlimited Movies. Yes. I would go by myself at night and go see a movie. Um, so that, yeah, that's probably a, would be a pet peeve for someone well, in a future relationship. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I, and I fully embrace that because I, lo- I like movies and I love a lot of movies, particularly old movies, nostalgic mm-hmm. movies, but I can typically, like if we have a date night, 
I can typically think of probably half a dozen things I would rather do than go sit in a movie theater for two hours. And that's not because I don't like movies. Mm -hmm. It's just not my number one thing to do. So I think it's great. You find something that you like to do, gives you a brain break, gives you a night off from the kiddo, from work, stress, you know, great. I'm all for it. And then I don't have to go see these movies. Right. So, so fast forward middle of the pandemic and our child who's five years old has discovered Marvel, the Avengers, Captain America, the Hulk. He's all into it, right? Um, and he kind of learned it through his friends at school. So he came home and he decided he wanted to watch the movies, which we were kind of like, Ugh. it's on the cusp of being a little too much for him, maybe just knowing him. Uh, but we, especially for movies and stuff, right. we tend not to filter. Like if he wants to watch something like Ghostbusters, for instance, which he loves, but is also scary for him. Right. Um, He's probably better <laughs> at self-monitoring yeah. than we are. Because he'll come home and, you know, be like, uh, I want to watch the Marvel movie. You know, uh, Billy's mom let him watch it. And <laughs> we're like, oh, well, Billy's mom let, <laughs> let him. Sure, why not? Well, I just figure I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, like, underestimate him. So I, I'm much more inclined to be like, here, let's give it a shot. You're going to let us know pretty quickly if this is not something you can handle. Yeah, and I think realistically, you know, watching... Ghostbusters at maybe a little younger age than you're supposed to is not a life scarring event. No. I mean, there's plenty of things to worry about. For us, that's just not something we worry about. Yes. And he's a really easy kid in that, you know, for Ghostbusters, he watched Ghostbusters a dozen times in a row. Mm -hmm. Like he loves it. He's, he loves the fact that it kind of scares him. Mm -hmm. And then he started having bad dreams. And we were like, okay, we're not going to watch Ghostbusters. We're maybe we'll wait until next year. Oh yeah, because we were like, do you think it was the Ghostbusters movie? And he goes, yeah. yeah. And we go, maybe maybe we shouldn't watch that. And he goes, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't watch that. Yeah, and he's fully, he's fine. He's like, okay. And then a day goes maybe by. Maybe your parents and- shouldn't have let me watch to begin <laughs> with. Um, but so all this to say, he comes home. He wants to watch the Avengers. We're like, great. We have Disney Plus. Boom. Um, and we watch them. So I. I'm not a comic book person. I'm not a Marvel person. I don't know. And I mean, I know a little bit about Spider-Man because I've seen the early versions of that movie. I, you know, I got bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, from because I'm into pop culture. I got some. Um, so we, my pet peeve, I know other people would find maddening, including John and probably our child, um, is that if I know he has watched a movie... I will pepper him with questions throughout the entirety of the movie. Um, and because I knew John had seen this movie, I feel like Endgame, you saw a couple times. Maybe? Twice? Yeah, once or twice. I mean, a while ago when it came out. <laughs> so pretty much from the jump, I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Who's that person? What's their backstory? Where did that person come from? What's their real name? What? Are they I don't even mind. I don't mind those questions. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm not. I'm not a Marvel comic book guy. I'm not a comic book movie guy necessarily. I like the movies. Yeah. I watch them. But you know, there's some people that, that get real deep into that stuff, and they like it, and they love it. And, All the backstory, right? And- but some of your questions get really nuanced. Like, why does so and so do that? Um, why is she wearing that outfit in this scene, Where but not wearing the from? other? <laughs> is is that her father, the one that? I'm like, I don't know. I am so superficial with these movies. Um, well, and also because I I don't mind spoilers. That's something weird about me. I know a lot of people hate spoilers. I think because of my anxiety, especially with action movies, thrillers, things like that, less so with comedies and rom-coms and things. I like to know the ending before we get there. I'm good with that. Yeah. It helps alleviate a lot of stuff going on inside of me while I'm watching a movie. So I'm kind of like... I'll I'll be like, oh, is he going to die? And John doesn't always remember, but I want to know. I want to know, like, what to expect. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like you spend the first quarter of a movie trying to figure out what the end is. And I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell at the point where you figured it out and you go, huh. And then at that point, I realized, like, it's the movie's over for her. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure I, out the twists and the turns here. And you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, it was it was his mother that did it the whole time. Yeah, maybe maybe that really gets down to the root of why I don't like going to see new movies because I really like I like to rewatch things 
you know, I've seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, since since this year, let's say, I've seen the original Jurassic Park a dozen times, including once at a drive through or drive-in. Fact. Because Fact. I, I like to just be ready. And I'm the same way with television series. I've rewatched them over and over. I well, tend- there's a level of comfort with that, too. Yeah. And evidently, a lot of people are doing that with COVID, is watching movies and series that they've seen multiple times because oh, yeah. there's a level of comfort. You, There's no surprise in exactly. what's going to happen. Even the bad stuff. For instance, I am re-watching Grey's Anatomy right now, even though I currently watch it when it's the on. 6,246 <laughs> different episodes yes. over 27 seasons or whatever and it is. And even though I, like, major characters die, there's a lot of sad stuff that happens, a lot of, you know, anxiety-riddling things, because I already have seen them. I'm prepared, so right. it doesn't phase me. But yeah, so I, I will ask over and over again. I don't think I do it so much when it's a movie neither of us have seen. No, it's definitely when I have gone into, and even if I've just seen a portion of the movie, mm-hmm. if I'm armed with any knowledge whatsoever <laughs> of that movie, I need to know it's over. Yeah, yeah. you know, and again, it will be very nuanced questions. Like there's a scene with um, who's the bad guy in in. Thanos. Thanos. And they're trying to steal the gauntlet and they're subduing him and they're trying to take the gauntlet off. And it's like, why don't they just stab him in the face? Why why are they (laughs) trying to like subdue him? Just, just shoot him in the face. And I know that. And that's a great question, but I don't have an answer for that. And I, I know there are true like Marvel, I don't know, Marvel heads. What are Marvel fans called? You know, people who are like really into Marvel or DC I, I think or it, whatever. I think it's Marvel heads. Whatever, yeah. your, whatever your thing is, I'm sure you have many things you could tell me about how I'm ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So where are you when I'm watching these movies is my question because I need you yeah. to explain to me all the things and like why certain things are happening. And then I go off on tangents. Like then I was like, why... Aren't the X-Men part of Marvel? Why aren't they in here? Shouldn't they be helping fight Thanos? Well, is there, is there anything I do that's sort of similar to that? I don't think so. I mean, my pet peeves, for, like, if we want to get real particular to our relationship, are things like, I, I don't like the way you load the dishwasher. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. I mean, yeah. there are people, I've seen the TikToks where they're like, there's no wrong way to load the dishwasher there is because there's the the way that i like it to be done and the other ways and i feel like i'm willing to always do it because i know that is very particular to me that's not a flaw with you that's just oh no and i still try to do it but i get fired and every time but the thing is it's nice now because you don't you you just sort of kind of walk over we have a conversation and the next thing i know <laughs> i'm no longer loading the dishwasher i just very subtly insert myself in between it's you and the dishwasher it's impressive and i do not want to give anyone the impression that that we have some sort of like gender roles in our household not really john no. has we all we split all of the household stuff yeah. There are just certain things that he either likes to do or or I don't like to do that he does and things that I like to do or you don't like to do that I do. That's so for true. instance, I don't like vacuuming. I hate the stupid vacuum. I, I think like it's annoying. To vacuum. He likes to make the little lines and he's good at it. So I'm great. You do the <laughs> vacuum. You do it. I am very particular Flattery. about I'm very particular about the way I like to do laundry. So mm-hmm. I do the laundry because I am particular about it. That's not John's problem. I would put them all in together in one load. Yeah. That's that's not your problem that I, in particular, if I wanted to give up control of that, you would do it, which is Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. I think the key to that is you have to be willing, if you're the person that's going to take over the reins of that, is just understand that it's now on you. Yeah. You can't complain. You can't complain, you know, that that you're having to do it. And I'm doing Mm -hmm. that in quotes. Um, if you are so uptight about the way it needs to be done, agreed. You know, like I, that just has to be the way it is. Anyway, so I didn't want anyone to think that John just refuses to do things the right the right way. No, no, <laughs> I think we, we do a pretty good job of splitting chores, we do. and tasks in the relationship. I mean, yeah. it's worked thus far. Yeah, it sort of evens out. I think we did one of those 
quizzes once where, because I always, I actually always thought that you did more household stuff than I did. Um, and the way it worked out, like with this quiz is it also took into account things like mental load. So things like, I remember our kids' friends' birthdays and birthday parties and buying yeah, the gifts. Which I'm horrible at. Right. I remember to, to return the forms to preschool. I remember, you know, which yeah. is just a thing that and you And likewise, don't think I pay the, the bills. Right. Not just with his money. <laughs> no, not in that sense. But like I will sit down and, and you know, I have the chart and the calendar the and, you know, send it off to the folks. Um, because that's something I don't mind doing. Right. And you're just good at organizing right. that. And you'd prefer to be aware of when mm-hmm. Timmy's birthday is and where it's at. And right. that's not something that I enjoy doing. Right. And it's harder for you to keep track of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so anyway, so. Even I though I have a job and a calendar <laughs> and I have, you know, dates and meetings, yes. and, you know, but yeah, outside of that. Mm-mm. Um. I don't know how we got, we went tell the rabbit hole. I don't even know what the theme of division this podcast of labor. is anymore. How do we get to division of labor? I don't know. So, so yeah. So third, third question. Um, and this is more general. When, okay. So they're obviously the, the pretty normal pet peeves that people have. Like if you look up lists of pet peeves, you know, chewing loudly, talking during movies, um, not putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> well, yeah, like you know, they're they're the very normal, yeah, you know, being on your phone too much, those kind of things. Are do you have any pet peeves that are atypical, very personal to you, like we were talking about earlier? Very specific. Why? Well, I, I think I think two things. Something that I know I do that is a pet peeve, and something that I notice in other people that bothers me. And that is to be at a social function, a dinner, a work thing, and someone that insists on telling stories that is a horrible, horrible storyteller. <laughs> Nothing drives me more crazy than that. Yeah. And I understand we all want to contribute to the conversation. but and, and someone that hasn't realized they're a horrible storyteller because the people around them are just enablers. And, well, and you just want you, to scream and be like, You're, this is awful. How do you tell someone? I mean... I don't know. Don't react. Do what yeah. I do and just don't don't yeah, don't pacify them with with a with the cheap laugh. Yeah. But yeah, that to me, oh man, you know, I love an anecdote, but like a long drawn out story that man, goes this, nowhere. This taps in all my insecurities and anxieties cuz I can't tell you the number of times I have been in a social situation where I am chatting and talking and i find myself mid-story and in my head my mouth is telling the story right my brain is being like (laughs) you need to shut up nobody cares about this story this is a terrible thing don't stop talking stop talking i can objectively (laughs) say that you tell good stories i'm talking about not like just you know the people that are sort of midstream we all tell stories at at a dinner party or whatever it may be but there are some people that are just genuinely bad at it yeah there's nothing better than a good storyteller yeah my sister, you remember, my sister dated a guy once who was so good yeah. at telling stories, and her, she and him together were so good at telling stories that we yeah. loved being around them because it was so funny. It was so fun. He was. I mean, it is. That is a gift that truly some people have to tell a really, really good story. Yeah. Um, he was, and he was just funny anyway. He yeah. Had great time. Yeah. That guy was. He was. He a was funny, great. Funny guy. Yeah. He was a good guy. Um, yeah. What else? Any other? Oh, um, well, something I know I do that is a pet peeve of yours, I bet. And I'm, I'm kind of missing. This probably goes to the last question yeah. a little bit more. But um, I tend to obsess about certain things. Um, you don't say. Yeah. So, you know, for example. This is I'm news go- to me. Yeah. This is news. Um, so, you know, I, I decide, it dawns on me that I need to buy a new pair of shoes or a jacket or a fleece. And I will research the hell out of that fleece mm-hmm. and I'll spend a month, two months looking at fleeces mm-hmm. that it will change the profile for all of everyone's every social ad, media. Every ad that pops up because all of our devices seem to be connected in some way or another. I will see ads for things that I'm like, are you, have you been shopping yeah. for yeah. a new moisturizer? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I mean the flip side of that though, it comes in very handy because I hate, I, I, there's some things I like to, you know, 
go all in on and do research on and things, but things like buying a new car, we've definitely been in that position. Yeah. And I'm typically... Well, the air fryer we talked about in another <laughs> episode, I think is a, is a, um, a life hack. Um, yeah, you were like, you know what? We're going to do the air fryer. You do the research. You pick it. Do it. Pull I don't. I don't it. care. I know you'll and make a good And I was more than happy. Yeah. And so in that respect, it's great because I know I will leave it to you. You will leave no stone unturned. We will come out with the the one that has the best reviews, mm-hmm. that works the best for us. It'll be great. But you're right. Man, do you... Yeah, it'll take me a month. And, <sighs> then, and then I know, and God bless you, um, and just randomly, you know, we'll be making dinner and I'll say, you know what? Do you think it's too much to have a red zipper on the fleece? <laughs> like, do you think that's... Am I too old for that? Is that too flashy? And, you know, I, you do entertain it most of the time. Early, I will. Yeah. Right. Month two yes. of the comparison shopping. Yeah. So that I know is a pet peeve. And I think I'm going to go back and amend my previous <laughs> answer. That I will not change. Yes. But I know it's a pet peeve. I mean, I I appreciate it. It's not, it's not a flaw. That is very diplomatic of you. Um, But it is... Because I just don't have the patience. I typically want to, if we're going to make a purchase, I want to get in. I want to get out. Let's do it. Let's, Mm -hmm. what is is the thing we need? Find it. Path of least resistance. But haven't you ever made a poor purchase? Of course. And it just lives with you forever? Of course. I think also the difference is I tend to be the advocate for spending more up front. Yeah. Because I do think. I'm better now. In a lot of situations, you get what you pay for. Because how many times have we needed something mm. we buy the cheaper option thinking we'll get away with it i buy the cheaper option <laughs> and then we end up having to buy the more expensive option to oh, replace the cheaper option and that has been that has been a learning curve for me yes. because i do and then i'll shop for like the item that i like but on like deep discount somewhere mm-hmm. when clearly you know you look at the prices on other sites and realize you know, this is a variance here this makes no sense why this is so much cheaper and then you get it and you wonder <laughs> if it's the real deal. Right. That's happened to me a couple times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, 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 the items that stick with you. Um, yeah, I remember buying a bad pair of running shoes like 10 years ago. Yeah. I still haven't forgotten about it. I know. I, I do. I appreciate it because it has come in handy. I mean, because there are some things I just don't care about. And I want you to just pick it out. And cars. Cars. I honestly don't care. I think our last car purchase, I gave you the budget. Because well, it was going to be my vehicle. Yeah, and, and you I gave said, general guidelines yeah. as to what you wanted. And then I, I mean, that's like being one of those like personal shoppers for someone mm-hmm. that to me, that's fantastic. Yeah. I was like, this is what right, I need. It needs to have four wheels, <laughs> intact windshield. It needs to be an automatic. Yeah. And uh, go with God. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, and it, it works worked, out. Yes. Always. Always. Um, yeah. I think for me, mine would be, I have a real like hard time when people and you're going to know what people I speak of in a minute uh who see a food item or a custom and they immediately say oh gross i i don't understand how people could eat that or mm-hmm. i don't understand how people could do that or oh my gosh like wh- what kind of people would do that and i'll give you a prime example um chicken feet or pig's feet, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of Asian cultures that eat those items. It's very common. And it's sort of this very, like, knee-jerk reaction by some people. Well, I think it's super narrow-minded. To yeah. Be like, you know what? There's nothing peculiar about a hot dog, but chicken feet, man, that's where I draw the line. Right. It's like, dude... Yeah, like, it's because you're familiar. You've been eating hot dogs since you were two years old, right? Have you ever looked at the ingredient list? And this is coming from somebody who loves a hot dog. We did a whole episode that basically revolved around hot dogs. Yeah, so it's not. But if you'd grown up eating chicken feet every day, and then someone showed you a hot dog when you were in college, and it was a tube full of uh, you know processed meat in a bun, you'd be like, "This is bizarre." Yeah, I mean, I think it really like taps into my. You know, some childhood stuff for me. But I just think... Yeah, we don't have we don't have time for that <laughs> on this podcast. I just think, like, writing off people, or just in general, saying... Something that's different than yes. what you're used to, especially if it's a cultural thing. Right. Um, and just, just sort of chalking that up is to odd or bizarre. Right. 
because it's not something that you grew up doing yeah. or eating or I agree. seeing. That is, can yeah. we go back to the first question? Right. Like you're at dinner oh. with somebody and they're like, you know, or if something you order, somebody orders another table, like, oh, I can't believe somebody would order, yeah. you know, um, I don't know, pork belly. Right. You know, that's so gross. You're like, oh, well. You know what? Speaking of going back to the first question, I would also amend my first question answer about first date deal breakers. Mm-hmm. If somebody says to me, I don't eat fill in the blank, some ethnicity, uh, some type of food. Right. I don't You're not saying eat... like, a, like a vegan or vegetarian. No, no, like, no. Like, that's a life choice. I right. get it. No. But yeah. I'm saying I don't eat Indian food. I don't eat Thai food. I don't eat Italian food. I don't eat Greek food. I mean, you're telling me you can't find a single thing on any of those menus that you like mm-hmm. because that's going to be a problem for me. Right yeah. off the bat. You can say like, oh, that's not my first choice or like it, it wouldn't be my first pick to go for a first date because maybe that's, you know, like maybe it doesn't agree with me. But you're telling me you just you're just cutting off an entire type of food. Oh, yeah. A whole culture. Yeah. Because because why? So you're telling me if you grew up in Greece, you would just starve to death. Right. That's crazy. like or because it has spices again what i'm doing quotes yeah i see see your air quotes because it's something has something other than salt and pepper on it i just i have a real problem with that yeah just in general um and then my other one is this and this one might be more common i am a rule follower by nature so it really bothers me when other people don't follow the rules yeah i know so, for instance, when when we pull into a parking lot, if John is driving, he sometimes has no problem pulling down an aisle where in the parking lot where the arrows are going the opposite direction because he sees a parking space. He's going to go snag it. Mm-hmm. Not this girl. This mm-hmm. girl is going to drive all the way around down the aisles with the arrows in my favor and risk losing the parking spot because I just, it Which bothers has me so. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's very few rules that I don't, you know, kind of general social cues and rules that I don't follow. And yeah, it bothers me. It bothers me. Yeah. And I'm not going to (laughs) change. I think it works. It's like the yin and yang, right? Mm -hmm. He's just gotten used to me going, oh, don't do this. Go. You gotta go around. You gotta go around. You can't go this way. Yeah. And I just go, this is happening. This is (laughs) happening right now. Although it's helped some, I'll be, if, if our kid is in the car, I'll be like, you have a child in the car. You need to go the right way. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we've discovered that we're not as... Perfect as we thought we were. I mean, maybe we are. Maybe we're just... I don't think any of these are our problems. I think they're truly, everyone else's problems. Right? I know. Pet peeve means someone else is doing the thing. Yeah. Come on. I, mean, I tried to be introspective, but it's very, very <laughs> tough. But yeah, I agree. I think we're doing okay. Oh, I'd hate to hear what people have to say about what we do that annoy them. But well, that's that's for not going to happen because right? they're not coming on they're this podcast. Here. Yes, we're going to screen them. Um, so and yeah. I hate people that come on podcasts <laughs> and complain about the people hosting the podcast. That's, that's one of my peeve. pet peeves. Yeah, that's a pet peeve. Um, so I think the the last bit is our um, everyday answers. Everyday answers. <laughs> I think we've done a different jingle every time. It's probably, yeah, a little slightly different every time. So, It'll catch on, though. Everyday answers is just the part we talk about something this week that either was a life hack or a purchase we made, a solution we found to uh, an everyday problem. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's an answer to an everyday problem. Yeah, mine is mine is a life hack, and it's also a public service announcement. Okay, what you, what you got? So... And this has been recent for me, to be fair, to be clear. I don't know if you're going to be able to outdo the neti pot of last week. The neti pot was pretty good. I mean, we are firmly in our 100s at this point as far as age. We are are ancient human beings. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and the neti pot may not be for everyone. I I can get that. I can can Mm -hmm. certainly agree with that. What I'm about to tell you... You're about to drop some knowledge. ...is is something that every dude should do. Dude. Every guy. You think... Every yeah. guy. No, so specifically guys. No no one else. Well, no I, this is my women, public service no announcement. No non-binary folks. No, well, because I think guys tend to not do this. And I think women in general are much better if at this. If you say put the toilet seat down again, I'm going to lose my mind. It's, it's put the, no. <laughs> no. 
No. Well, something that I've started to realize, I think as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and this last birthday was a little tough, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. I think you're already aware of this. And frankly, you've been been with me on this journey okay. a bit. You've been my guide, so to speak. And that is men need to take better care of their skin. Mm. Moisturize. Yes. Moisturize. I have not been a good steward of the skin community. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think men generally are be, have been late to the skincare game. And only recently, within maybe the last five to ten years, have yeah. really embraced the fact that you also yeah. need to take care of your skin, particularly on your face. I'm trying to break down these terrible mm-hmm. social stigmas. Like you were saying earlier, this is only directed at men. No, it's directed right. at everyone. We should all take better care of our skin. I agree. And I'm, I'm fully on board. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still a novice. I'm new. Mm-hmm. I can't provide any tips. <laughs> I know all of you have been asking about what my skincare routine in the morning is, but I, I, uh, I'm just not there yet. I'll but, provide it at some point. I mean, you, you have the basics down. But yeah, that's my, that's my life hack. That's my, my public service announcement for everyone. Yeah. Take care of like an SPF. I mean, I would. Because I used to lay out in the, the sun as someone that used to work yeah. at the beach in the summers during college. Um, I would be a crispy chicken nugget by the end of the summer i mean we did grow up also in the 80s and 90s when baby oil people literally yeah put baby oil put uh butter i remember friends laying out with actual butter that they rubbed into their skin yeah we put lemon juice Um, in our hair and butter on our skin yeah we just fried ourselves like a chicken chicken fricassee out in the out in the sun i mean i in fairness though up until Mm, fairly recently, I didn't. I never washed my face ever, except in the shower. I mean, I used face wash, but it was in the shower. I never took my makeup off at night. I just kind of rolled around with dirty skin, just not doing anything. Um, and only recently, now that my genetics aren't helping out as much as they usually do, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably just care for this general region of my body. Because you were motioning to your face, <laughs> yes, just my, so that this, this the listeners area. know. Yes. So I mean, yeah, it's not just for men, but I, I do think there's a certain segment of the male population who needs to who hear needs to this. hear the yeah. message that I'm sending like, out right it's now. Okay. Yeah. To take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to break down these barriers, these yeah. walls that we've built up, and um, you know, it's important. I have a small voice, but it's important, and not just anti-aging <laughs> because I'm all for aging gracefully to age. But oh, mine's completely vain. It's all about aging. <laughs> oh, it's all about aging. A hundred percent. But I think too, just in general, taking care of what you've been. I agree. Given, and I think we do it too late. You know, yeah. when you're in your twenties, and nobody in their twenties is listening to this right now. But if you are, <laughs> take, take care, care of your, of your skin. skin. Moisturize. Moisturize. Put slap a moisturizer yeah. on there. You go out, uh, have a good time at night. Mm-hmm. Just throw, throw a little moisturizer on before you pass out. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying to you. Yes. My skincare routine has gotten out of control. I have all the acids, all the, all the creams yeah. There's droppers and in there. It's and, it's oh yes. It's um it's a little intimidating. I'll yeah, be honest with you. It's a whole thing in there. Yeah, and I just I'm fine with it. So my everyday answer is actually a purchase that I made recently, um, and I was on the fence about this purchase because I feel like like a lot of people I feel a little subscriptioned out you know i we subscribe to a lot of things and this was a subscription so hulu hulu live netflix disney plus oh god you're gonna listen hbo max um prime prime uh things like the peloton yeah we pay for that every month so it's like you get to a point where you think even if you could maybe you can work the budget, the family budget, mm-hmm. you still think, okay, this is getting a little out of control, right? Yep. Like, do we need all these things? Do we have time for all these things? Well, yeah, because it used to be you would pay for cable. Right. Yeah. We pay for the Xbox. You know, we have that. Mm-hmm. That. I mean, we have a lot of things. And it's a nice problem to have, right? Like, sure. We have, this is the way we choose because we're kind of confined in this home to spend our expendable income. That's mm-hmm. where we channel it because... We like to put a screen in front of our faces, right. which is how we do. So, um, not the five twenty nine <laughs> college account, but 
HBO Max. So typically when there's something that pops up that's new, newfangled, and there's a fee tied to it, I'm like, ugh, we just, we can't. We're tapped out. We, we're going to have to cancel something and move and to, if, is this worth canceling something? Yeah, everybody hits their limit. Right. So, but I decided that this was worth it. And it's specific to me. Nobody else in this household uses this. But I subscribed to, I paid for a year of the New York Times crossword. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because. I remember uh, giving that approval. <laughs> yes. The, the acquisition yeah. form. Um, In triplicate. It's like $39.99 for the year. I think it's $6.99 a month or something. And so we just paid for the year. And I thought, you know, it gives me such joy. I love crossword puzzles. I always have. I used to buy the crossword puzzle books. I used to buy them for you for holidays. Yeah, in pen, bedside, because I just loved it so much. Um, And I thought, like, what, you know, this gives me joy. I want to do this thing. So I did it, and I do not regret it. I've done it every day. I feel like it's helping my mind stay fresh. Um, it's yeah. just really, it's a really nice thing to do. So Well, as we said earlier, I'm the one that's doing the bills, and, and I this might be the best time. I, we have to make some cuts. <laughs> well, then I cut you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gone. Yeah. I'm going. I'm paid That's not going to save you very much money. <laughs> I'm paid up for the year, so I at least have until next year. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank I think you. it's good to have those little things, those little escapes. Well, uh, and I sure. figure at first I was like, do I really need another thing? But it just means it's typically less than 20 minutes to do a crossword puzzle for me. I do it very quickly, and that would be 20 minutes of me scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or. Mm-hmm. deep diving on wikipedia where i end up on some you know i look up one thing and i end up 10 pages deep on something else and i'm like how did i get here uh so i you know it was worth it and i'm happy so i recommend it for anyone who likes crossword puzzles it's great yeah and you can moisturize and do your crossword <laughs> puzzle at the, at same, the time. same time so yes yeah we gave you some real good tips today <laughs> um so, yeah, I think that's it for the week. I think so. I think we've yeah. taken up enough of your time. I know. I hope we weren't a pet peeve for you this mm, week. So no. hope we weren't a, an annoyance in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye.